Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Hello, Akuo. It is so great to be back with you once again. If you were with us uh, over the last few weeks, you know that we've kicked off our 21 Days of Prayer series, which meant we are being intentional about giving something up in our lives to get more time to spend with God each and every day. And in this time, we've been saying that we want you to have a plan when it comes to your God time. Know when and where and what you're going to do for your God time. We want you to be listening. Spend some time listening to God, not just talking. Just listen for a little bit. Then I want you to write it down. Record what you're praying about. Record what you're uh, hearing and what is happening in your prayer life. And finally, I want you to find a prayer partner. Find someone that you can share all of this stuff with and will be praying along with you. So if you started that, I hope that this is going well for you. I pray, I pray so hard that you have heard some good stuff from the Lord about the things that you are praying about. Now, the other thing we got into last week was, uh, or over the last few weeks, was the word for this year. Each year we have a word that God gives us to lead us and that we're going to be focusing on throughout the entire year. And this year it's community. Now here at Akua, we're always about community, right? We've built this fantastic culture of community. And even with that, there are some ways that we can be more intentional about it. The scripture that I kept on going back to during the time of this word is found in the historical writings of Luke. So here's what Luke recorded about the first believers and what they were doing in their community. He wrote, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So this fellowship that they shared is known as koinonia in the Greek that we translate into English. The idea of koinonia is all about connecting and sharing everything we have with one another. It's about finding common ground and participating with one another. So far in this series, we have gotten into what the prayer time looks like and to what the generosity can look like. But this week, I wanted to spend some time taking a look at the Lord's Supper, which is also known as Eucharist or Communion. Now for me, I grew up in the Catholic Church and there's a really big deal about your first communion. Now, I remember I had to go to Sunday school classes for like two years before the big day finally came. I'm probably like eight or nine years old at this point. They had a whole service planned around uh, me and my classmates getting our first communion. So they called us up to go and partake in the wine that you take in the communion. I remember being so nervous, like, what am I going to do? What, am I, what is this? What does this look like? And I was kind of freaking out a little bit while I waited for my turn. And then the priest came up, put the cup up to my mouth, you know, kind of poured some wine in there. And y'all, I can't describe to you how much nine-year-old me hated the way the wine tasted. It was like the worst. Nowadays, I'd be okay with this, but eight, nine years old, not a huge fan. 
But I got through it. And then it was time for the bread. And I was like, surely this will be better. And the priest came around with the bread, put my hands out, right? And then he places this like wafer thing in my hands. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look so bad. So I start to eat it, you know, it's kind of dry. I keep chewing, kind of chewy now. It's not dissolving at this point. And then it kind of got this weird, like mushy texture that started hitting all over my mouth. And I just like gagged. I was like, because that's the way it felt in my mouth. I did my best to like turn so no one would see, but man, it was rough. And from that point on, I never took the wine in church again. Even to this day, I don't know when the last time I took it. I kept up with the water or, or what I would do is I, I would do the, uh, get the wafer, take that wafer, and then I would walk into the hallway so I can go and drink water with it because it was just so rough for me. And all this to say, it, Communion wasn't something that I celebrated every time I went to church. It was something that I actually had to endure. And it wasn't a great experience for me. Now, do you remember your first experience with communion? Have you ever had one? Or have you ever wondered like, why is communion even that important? Why do churches want us to do these things? Well, today I want to get into that. Why is communion important? And why is it something that we should be doing regularly? So quick aside, before we get into it, we're going to be doing communion here at the end of this message. So if you want to pause and go grab something to do communion with, you can. Don't worry if you don't have exactly like bread and wine or grape juice. Just make do with whatever you have. I think in here, like I've got some, some crackers and some water. Like that's what I'm going to do. So um, it's okay if you don't have exactly wine and bread. Okay. So there are a few reasons why it's important for us to engage in the sacrament known as communion. The first reason why we want to do, regularly do communion is because of what Jesus said. When Jesus had what is known as the Last Supper or the Upper Room Discourse with his disciples, he gave us the formula for how we should be doing communion. So let's read through how the historian Luke recorded it. Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we see it right here. The first reason we do this is to remember Jesus, but he's asking us to do this through his body that was broken, which makes me think this is not about his, uh, this is about his person, right? Not about his spirit or anything further than the man that Jesus was. He wants us to remember him, the one that walked this earth, the one that taught, the one that performed miracles. For his disciples, he wanted them to remember the times that they spent together the ways that Jesus led them, the ways that Jesus loved them. Jesus wanted them to remember the life that he lived. This is what Jesus was urging them to remember. Because he knew if they couldn't see the life that he lived, they would have trouble understanding the importance of this next part. Here's what Jesus did next. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Now, for us to fully understand what Jesus has done for us and for us to fully experience communion, we have to see his death. We have to take a look at that. We have to understand exactly what Jesus did. You see, Jesus laid his life down for us. He walked away from this world he laid down all of his power. He allowed himself to be beaten and broken 
for us. He died to establish the new covenant between God and us. And if you're unsure in what the new covenant is, here's how the Apostle Paul explained it. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. So Jesus was sent down for us to satisfy the law for us, the law that we would always fall short of. Jesus became the perfect sacrifice for our sins to make us right with God, to make us right in a way where we would never need to get back and make another sacrifice to get in a relationship with God again. Also, in this new covenant, we receive the ability to follow the Holy Spirit in ways that the world had never really seen before. Through believing in Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection, we receive a part of God living within us, the Holy Spirit which is with us to guide us in the right direction. We no longer have to depend on our own wisdom, but we have God speaking to us through the Holy Spirit. Now, this doesn't end here. It's amazing for us to see how this works, that Jesus lived for us and died for us. That's great. But that's not all he's doing, and it's not all that communion is pointing to, especially in the time that Jesus was sharing with his disciples. So let's see how Jesus explains it in the Last Supper account of his, made by his friend, and disciple Matthew. And Jesus took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So here's Jesus partaking in the drinking of the wine. He's explaining what it means, the confirmation of the new covenant. But there is one last line there. He won't drink this wine again. He won't confirm this covenant again until the day that he drinks it in a new way with those guys in the Father's kingdom, which alludes to the idea that there will be a second coming of Jesus. Someday, y'all, Jesus is coming back. Heaven will be brought to earth and this place will be where God establishes his final kingdom. At that time, Jesus will sit and drink wine with us again, confirming the covenant that was established that allows us to be there with him in the first place. Here's how author, theologian, and bishop N.T. Wright explains this. He wrote, we break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We do it in remembrance of him. We become for a moment the disciples sitting around the table at the Last Supper. Yet if we stop there, we've only said the half of it. We do not simply remember a long-since-dead Jesus. We celebrate the presence of the living Lord. The Jesus who gives himself to us as food and drink is himself the beginning of God's new world. It is the future coming to meet us in the present. Which gets us back to the heart of all this. We remember Jesus' life and death. We recognize what is also coming someday. But also, there's another reason that we celebrate communion. It's so we can be in community with Jesus. Jesus doesn't want to just like influence us from afar. He wants to be like next to us. He wants to be within us. 
not to just inform us, but to heal us. Not to just give us something to think about, but to feed us. Jesus gave up everything he had to give to us. He did everything he could to guarantee that we would be in community with him forever. And the more we remember Jesus' life and sacrifice, the more we look forward to the coming days. The more we will see him in our lives, the more we will hear from him, the more we will be willing to do for him. We do that when we participate in communion. That's koinonia. Now to fully experience a fellowship with Jesus, the koinonia, to fully get this community that Jesus created for you. The first step to all of this is believing in Jesus and what he did here on this earth. For some of you right now, you might have never proclaimed that. And if that's you, thank you so much for listening to this, for, for watching this right now. I appreciate your interest in what we're talking about. If all you were listening today, you decided like, dang, man, I think I want this. Like, you might feel your heart thumping. You might, something may have been changing in you right now. Well, I can kind of help you, lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we would call a prayer. And in this prayer, you'll just simply confirm your trust and faith in him that Jesus is who he says he was, the Son of God, the perfect lamb sacrificed for you to make you right with God. And I understand this can be a little weird, this can be a little scary, so what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna ask the rest of the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone, you always have a community there with you. So if you wanna confirm your belief in Jesus here right now, I just want you to go ahead and say this just between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. All right, we talked about it today, so let's actually engage in community. So this is your time to get your bread, your drink out, your crackers, your water, whatever it is you might have, go ahead and do that. So. The first thing you want to do is take your bread or cracker or whatever and take a look at it. Now, this represents Jesus' body that he gave up for us. The life Jesus laid down for us. And when you ingest it, it will remind us that Jesus lives within us. It reminds us that he's a part of who we are. And then you drink. It represents the blood that Jesus spilled for you to save your life. It is a confirmation of the new covenant that was established for you. And because of this blood, you are now washed away of your sins. And you will be able to enjoy the day that Jesus comes back to reform the earth into the Father's kingdom. Now that we have taken communion, I want us to have some time to listen to what God is saying in our lives. Let's make ourselves available to him right now. So I want to take two minutes to just sit in silence and listen to God and what he has to tell us. So here's what I want you to do. In this time of silence, I just want you to ask God one question. It's something you can ask now. It's something you can ask over the next few weeks, uh, year, whatever you want. Okay? Here's the question. Just say, Jesus, how can I be in better community with you this week? We'll take a few minutes to ask and listen, and then I'll come back to finish in prayer.
And Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for me, for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Thank you for the body that was broken for us. Thank you for the blood that you spilled for each and every one of us. Jesus, we just ask, will you help us see you this week? Will you help us understand the way that you see our world? And will you please help us stay in community with you this week? Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything, Jesus. We all love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful and grace-filled name. Amen. All right, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. Y'all, here at Akuo, we don't want to just talk about community. We want to be about community. So every single week, we're going to keep you posted on what is happening to help you get connected to the community better than you ever have before. Now, the things that I'm going to be talking about and more things can be found at akuo.church/calendar. You can see our church calendar, or you can go to the Church Center app. Now, the first event that I want to talk about is the Sorrento Linking Day. That's this Saturday, January the 27th at 11 a.m. We're going to be hanging out with our friends from the Sorrento, handing out some food and doing our best to bring good community. If you're interested in being a part of this, just reach out to Zach Cronley at zach.cronley at akuo.church. And again, all these events and more can be found at akuo.church slash calendar or in the Church Center app. Now, as we talked about last week, a healthy community is one that's generous. Generous with its grace, generous with its time, and generous with its resources. Now, with that being said, if you are generous here at Akuo with your resources, for sure, I'd just like to thank you for that right now. Because when you're generous to Akuo with your resources, you're really being generous to your community through Akuo. And hopefully, if you were with us last week, you have some stories of the, the ways that we were able to help you be generous to your community, and you can start thinking and praying about that. Now, I also understand that not everybody is able to be generous with your resources. If you're someone that needs help with your resources, or you know someone that needs some help with that, please let us know. We want to be linked to you during that time. That's why church community exists for, to help people out in this situation exactly. So if you know someone or you need some help, please reach out to us through email by sending us a message at, at help at akua.church. You can also call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to be generous with your resources here at Akua Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. You can also give through text. To do that, all you have to do is text akuo. A-K-O-U-O and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. And if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that we have for you this week. Uh, I just want you to know that I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I'm so glad that we're on this journey together. Now, before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I just ask that as, as these people turn off their, their TVs, their radios, get out of the car, put away their phones, whatever it is that they're listening to, to my voice on, I pray that you would be with them and continue to speak to them. I pray that they'd be able to see you and hear you moving in their lives. And I pray that they would be able to remember all the things that you've done for them. And through that remembrance and through that excitement and looking forward, you someday coming here, 
I pray that they would be more like you. And I pray that every single person that's around them would be able to see you better than they ever have before. I thank you for everything, Jesus. I love you. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. All right. That's all that I have for you. Just want you to know I love you. And I'll be praying for you for the rest of the week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.